0: The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's 4-Minute Devotions, with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. vision.org.au slash app. Vision. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Jesus said
1: if you hold to my teachings you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What is the true value and meaning of our lives? Is it measured by the amount of money we earn or is it measured by the kind of job that we do or can we measure it in terms of the relationships we have and the quality of those relationships? What about when we look back over our lives and we think about our legacy that we've left behind is that the meaning of life? How would you evaluate your life? This is Set Free with Ken
0: Legg. We're tackling another pretty big question on Set Free this week with Ken Legg, teacher and author. And I'm Phil Edwards. And you know we live in a times of incredible technological advancement, especially in the area of communication. We have highly sophisticated means of instant communication. And it's even amazing when you contrast it with, say, even 30 years ago. Imagine back then thinking about instant messaging or texting or all of the things we do today through the internet. And yet it seems to have come at a cost. Whilst communication worldwide has soared ahead, on a personal level, it's at an all-time low. No longer do people sit and talk. Instead, we communicate via texting, emails, social networks, and so on and we're constantly checking to see if we have any messages or responses to our postings. The tragedy of all of this is that we can measure our worth by superficial things like how many friends we have on Facebook or how many text messages we've received. And this raises a question. How do we gauge our true worth and our value as an individual? And here to discuss the question this week is Ken Legg. Hello. It's a big yes, one. It's a thanks, big one. Phil. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a real
1: problem. Uh, not only really a problem of this age either. I believe it's a problem that every generation has grappled with. Uh, you go back to the days of King David. You know, David wrote Psalm eight, and it seems to me like he was going through this kind of struggle himself. You know, he he measured his existence against the vastness of the solar system around him. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, when I think of the stars and the moon and the works that you've created you know the works in the heavens what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him you know who am i in comparison to this huge universe that surrounds me and of course uh, his understanding of the universe was much more limited than ours today you know, we think of course when uh, neil armstrong took that step on onto the moon and um, said those famous words one small step for man but one great step for mankind well you know from here to The moon is uh, 384,000 kilometers, but it's only a tiny fraction of the solar system. Mm. Uh, Here to the sun is 150 million kilometers, and from Pluto to the sun is 5,947,000 million kilometers. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So this is only our solar system, which resides, of course, in a second-rate galaxy amongst billions, that's billions with a B,
0: of other galaxies. So... You can understand that question, what is man? Who are we in the midst of all this? Yeah, it poses some really interesting questions, you know, and and about our worldview as well. Our worldview will affect the way that we look at our lives, asking questions like, are we here by accident, uh, as the atheists or the evolutions might say, or did God create it all? But if we are here by accident, how then can we say that there's any purpose and meaning in our life? They're all big questions. Certainly are. I mean, you know, you're talking about the Big Bang.
1: Some Big Bang took place in space and debris and uh, uh, stuff was flying around. They became planets and suns and moons and then somehow the Earth just happened to be the right size uh, with the right gravitational pull tilted at the right angle and the right distance from the right kind of sun with the right kind of conditions and so on and and here we are. Well, of course, Earth ended up as a soup-like concoction which coincidentally possessed all the basic ingredients necessary for life and accidentally came together in the right kind of way uh, with the right kind of energy and voila, here we are. Out of all this emerged a single-celled organism called an amoeba and that evolved into a more complex form of life and on and on it went from species to species, always becoming more complex somehow. And after 600 million years, here we are, one huge Accident. And of course,
0: if it's an accident, then there is no purpose to it. What's the point? What's the point? It's really interesting when you put it like that, Ken, because, you know, evolutionists, atheists would say, I can't believe in God. It's too far fetched. You know, you're dreaming. But when you put it like you just put it there, that's pretty far fetched. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, it leaves us without
1: purpose. If this is one big accident, there is no purpose to life. The whole thing is a big accident. And, you know, we get philosophies out of that. For example, let's eat, drink and be merry.
0: Let's just party till till we die because we've just got to make the the, the best of a big accident. That's it. We're just taking up space until we fall off. Yeah, you're talking about creation, God creating the world here, and, and that's what David said in the psalm that you talked about just a moment ago. He said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and we could also add to that that we're not only made or created, but we've been made pretty well too. Thank you very much. I mean, the, the human body and the mind are both incredible works of creation. Absolutely, Phil. In fact, um, I love the
1: term that's used by those of us who believe in creation now. we We talk about intelligent design. I love that term because... It kind of speaks volumes in itself, mm. you know. I think it was William Paley, wasn't it, that came up with the theory. Well, you know, if I was wandering f- through a field and I discovered a stone, I could argue, well, that stone must have uh, got there somehow. But somebody could come back and say, no, that stone's always been there, so that doesn't prove anything. But if I found a watch, <laughs> if I found a watch in a field, then I would say, now somebody's made this. This is this has been designed. This is not an accident. You can't say that this just somehow came together and fell into a field. And uh, what we're looking at, of course, in the world today, in our world, is so much that screams to us intelligent design. So if there's design, there's got to be a designer. And uh, behind the design, there's a purpose. Um, You take, for example, the brain. Now, the brain apparently contains something like 100 billion electrical connections, which is more than all the electrical connections in all electrical appliances in the world, in the brain. Wow! Well, I know what you are thinking. <laughs> I am glad I am not paying the bill. <laughs> no, I am thinking. I am thinking that in my brain, a lot of them are not kicking oh. in. But uh, <laughs> but that's that's the that's the reality. Right? One hundred billion electrical connections, and then you look at the eye. How fascinating is the human eye? Let me just read to you, uh, Phil, a quote from someone that summed it up perfectly. He said, "To suppose that the eye, with all its inimitable contrivances," For adjusting the focus to different distances, for admitting different amounts of light, and for correction of spherical and chromatic aberration, could have been formed by natural selection seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest degree. Now that's a great statement, but you know who said it, it was Charles Darwin. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> are his words, and he believes, of course, in natural selection. Then you take the the human heart. This tiny little pump that's inside our body uh, as fragile as it might seem to us at times and yet it's designed so well that it operates without maintenance in most cases anyway or lubrication for 75 years or so. Mm. And and all this says, hey there's a designer, this is no accident this is an incredible work of art and and, uh, incredible work of intelligence and therefore if we have been fearfully and wonderfully made as King David said that's where we get our value from. Mm. The fact that all this work and this thought uh, and this wisdom, divine wisdom, eternal wisdom, has been poured into the creation of a human being. Um, we just stand back and say, well, if that is so,
0: what value can you put upon a human being? Mm. It, it again, again, it gets back to your worldview. What do you really deep down believe? Because that will take you down one path or another path. Yeah. One path leading to, well, yes, there is inherent true value in my life that God made me. The other path will lead you to a point that says, well, there's no value in my life whatsoever. Life has no value. And that's where we see things like euthanasia and uh, you know, abortion and, and other things from that thinking that stems out of that. And it's kind of ironic that in all of this that Satan first tried to destroy us by getting us to believe that we are God's. And now through the theory of evolution, he wants to destroy us by making us believe that we're no more than animals. (laughs) It's (laughs) kind of backward, isn't it? Good insight today on the true value and meaning of our lives and we'll continue with more tomorrow with Ken. And until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.
0: Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.